This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding out the last and greatest mysteries of the Fringe Path and so much more. The topic for tonight uh, is uh, Dream Worlds. You know, uh, and uh, we have talked about quite a bit about virtual realities and things yeah. like that before. As a matter of fact, is that we highly recommend that you uh, go back to uh, episode 48 and 49, and we're in episode like 678 here, <laughs> when we talked about virtual worlds and, and Blicks and John, yeah. you know, uh, and John Ryer, and of course you. You were, uh, uh, Trav, you were all on, you know, and uh, with me. Uh, J.P. Haley, I think, was still on at that point, too. Not on those episodes. Okay, so it was just me, you, John, and Blix. Okay. Right. Uh, Like I said, on those particular episodes. So, uh, and we talked a lot about, you know, first of all, what, you know, what is a virtual reality? How can you tell it's a virtual reality? And things like that. We're not talking about virtual realities this time, okay? It's it's a... uh, you know, it's a nuanced thing, okay? But what we're saying here is a dream world uh, is actually a, a, not a, a virtual reality, a real reality, but it is, in, it is somehow created through, you know, various mystical or uh, psychic-type stuff. Okay, so, you know, versus a virtual reality that could simply be, you know, you're logged into a computer system. But in regards to, you know, control of the dream, I mean, you can go into it uh, and you can go different places and see different people. But can you can you change the reality? Can you change that? I'm not from what I've seen of the media of the dream time. I, I'm not sure. I know it exists. I know it has that, but I'm not sure. And I'm sure, obviously, in the media, if you have a dream, an Aboriginal show. Okay, folks, first of all, I know of the indigenous Australians as that. That's the name I use. I apologize if they have another name. I am not aware of it. I'm going with the name. They're, they've always been known to me as the Aborigines. We're trying to keep proper nomenclature here for various ethnicities. And but the Aborigines, as far as I know, um, maybe in like media, if you had, see, here's the thing: the only Aborigine in media I know was a mutant in the X-Men Gateway. He'd whirl his bull roarer and create portals, but that was a mutant ability. I don't know if he had any dream time magical or psychic powers. As far as depicting Dreamtime stuff, that's the only character I know. It's after the X-Men died in Dallas and they were hidden in Australia, took over the old Reavers base. If you remember that old Chris Claremont plot line, that's the only time I've ever seen some, some, somebody of the Aboriginal peoples of Australia. But again, that portal ability was a mutant power. I'm not sure if he had any Dreamtime manipulation ability. So... But yeah, no, the dream time, just the fact that it's, it encompasses everything, everyone, animals are, I mean, they're anthropomorphized as far as they can talk and they act like human beings, but they're, it's like, they are the archetypes of whatever animals. So, you know, whatever 
Australian animals, you know, kangaroos, you know, uh, marsupials and all that, they would be speaking to the one that is all of them. Every kangaroo that has ever been is and will be is it's just the kangaroo. And so that I know of that, that those who are in the dream time can access and gain spiritual advice, kind of like um, like a totem, as it were. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it. But yeah, other than that, I don't know of any other real depictions of the dream time, unless obviously there might be some in like Australian media right. that I don't know well, about. Well, I, I think the the one thing I knew about the, the Australian dream world was that um, you could go different places in the dream world and then you could exit into the real world from those locations. So it was a way of oh, teleport- way of teleporting. Oh, teleportation yeah, from the dream yeah. realm. Okay. I think that's true, but I could be making that up. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I wanted to mention a game that came out a very long time ago. Uh, and by and I actually have a signed copy. Uh, it came Is this a role this playing This is a role playing like game came out or? in nineteen ninety three. Okay, I have one too. You first, sir. From Chameleon uh, Electric Entertainment. It was called Ship of Fools, but it's actually a campaign book for the psychosis role-playing game. Okay. Okay. So the idea here in this game is that you and the other players are all insane. Okay. Okay. And because something traumatic has happened. And so you're all insane and... uh, you're trying to achieve something, though you may not realize it at the time. Okay, and what happens is, is that you uh, you basically have you see the world around you uh, in in altered versions. So you're you're literally delusional, and depending upon you know the the particular delusion that you are under effect at the time, because it changes. Uh, you will you you'll be uh, you're on in the game you're on a spaceship and the spaceship something bad has happened and you need to get to the control room and you need to basically get the the, the ship to fix itself okay but everybody yeah. you know and you're you and your other members are the only ones who could do this uh, and, I, and again it's been a long time I forget exactly why uh, but so what happens is is that as you go along you're you're talking to the people. And like you might, see, you know, you might be talking to people in this homespun corn town, okay? But you know, but you're seeing it through this psychosis, so everything is weird because of that. So if you, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe you're a little boy, and everybody else is an adult. You've been infantized, you know, infanticized, okay? And you know, and 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 uh, you know, and and all the all the all the women want to take you and cuddle with you and stuff like that and 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 but if you buy into that then you don't progress okay so you have to figure out first of all you have to collect information for them because they're going to say things that you need to hear but they're going to say it according to their own realities so it's going to be in terms of this you know yeah you know there's this cave you know and 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 People have died in that cave, and and uh, so you need to stay here because you know there's bandits in the cave, you know. And you're like, no, I need to, I need to. No, you're just a little boy. You, 
you know, you, you could get hurt. And so you have to basically at some point escape these people. And when you do that, the GM rolls a die and it changes the, the, the psychosis into another type of psychosis. Maybe this is a paranoid, uh, you know, a schizophrenia thing where everybody's out to get you. You know, and now you're you're in a dystopic, you know, Russian type, you know, nineteen eighty four type world. You know, and you're you're trying to escape the secret police that are trying to stop you, of course. You know, and not only you, but other people. You, you if you're in the same location on the ship as somebody else who's also dreaming, you can talk to each other. You know, but if you have different psychosis, then they're going to see you differently. Than you know, it's. It's a hard job. This is one of those games where you've got your GM has to be like really good because you know it's all the heavy yeah, lifting is going to be I done here. Next yeah, it's GMing. it's tough. Yeah. It's why they only had one. I think it's why they only had one adventure. I think you know because I think they basically made a, a game that that only the, uh, the design team was 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 actually willing to do the work to do. But uh, so you have all these dream worlds. This is a game where you literally have like a dozen dream worlds that you're going in and out of as you go along through the ship. And if you, you know, collecting information, getting this idea that I have to do something, and then working together to get past, you know, the dra you know, the you know, the guards before the castle, which of course might be, you know, um, centurion robots that are trying to get you from going into the next section. So uh, my favorite part of it. Uh, was there's this one part where uh, you're there's nothing there's nobody there you're basically surrounded by an, an empty landscape okay but then you do but but there's really people there okay and 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 you're like you you're like running in, you know uh, into them. And doing stuff, you know, you're 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 basically like a blind bull going through the area, causing problems, and and all of a sudden it's like you know, uh, you you're they're like grabbing you, trying to stop you from what you're doing, okay? And but in your psychosis, there's nobody to grab you. It doesn't make any sense. So what happens in the game is suddenly all the lights go off. And suddenly hands in the darkness are grabbing you and beating the crap out of you. And then you jump into a new psychosis. And, <laughs> and then deal with all these people that are now around you and, you're, and, and you have to explain why you were doing what you were doing. And, and of course, they're not going to understand because it's really you not <laughs> trying to deal with this ongoing psychosis. So uh, anyways, I'm just saying is it as, as a, a template... You know, just a, I recommend this book if you can find it. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's just really uh, uh, a crazy. Oh no! It sounds like you get deep into it, and yeah, no, it sounds like it's next level GMing. This is not somebody first time. Oh, let's do that! No, 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 no. But you but can it use like it as right. But I mean, here's a situation where you know you are trying to make the reality, the dream world in which you're in, make sense. Okay, even though you have no information, everything, you know, uh, er, you're basically, the, the psychosis is keeping you from understanding what's really going on around you. And anything that violates that psychosis, okay, has to be dealt with. 
You know, if someone actually was coming towards you in a friendly fashion and you were in the paranoid psychosis, your brain would turn that into a monster so that you'd be afraid of it. You would try to avoid it. They're like, ah, oh, you know, trying to come over and talk to you and stuff like that. And you're like, no, monster, you're going to kill me. I got to get away. You know, attack, attack, you know, and stuff like that. So it, it, it brought in the idea of how, you know, you might interact with other people in, in, in that dream world, okay, and how other people who are also in the dream world with you would be like trying to interact with you, even though you were all essentially seeing completely different dream worlds at the same time. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So I just thought that was you know, crazy. All right. I, I have one real quick. Jonathan, were you going to say something real quick? I don't think I... No, I'm just kind of trying to wrap my head around that idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, right, it's a um, tough one. I have one here, and I've and I use the daylights out of it because it, you know me. If I dog with a bone mentality, folks, if you know me, you know me. If I find something that works, I'm going to use the living daylights out of it. It was made for D20 Modern, and it's called Dreamwalker Revised. The publishing studio was Empty Room Studios Publishing, and there's been various ones, various versions, and Peter C. Span S P A H N created this. And you can get a copy of a diceless version on DriveThruRPG. It's called Dreamwalker Diceless Role-Playing in the Land of Dreams from Pressus Intermediate. It's a 599 PDF. But basically, all of this stuff that we've talked about, all the various media, films, movies, books, TV shows, are referenced in here. And the premise is you're either working for a government agency, a private firm, or you're kind of Bureau 13-esque, and it's the, the campaign model is called Guardians of the Real. And it has rules for manipulating your dream environment. You can, what Bruce said earlier, travel through dreamscapes and go elsewhere in the real world. And you gain, it, it's a base feat. It's called Dreamwalker, and it could be, you could do it because you're a drug addict. You can do it because you're using a B a vitamin B derivative called Black 35. You could be a natural dream walker where, oh yeah, I've done it as a kid all my life. There's, you could do it because you have magical or psychic abilities like you're, you know, a Catholic priest or a Native American shaman. And from there you build the feats and you're doing things like walking on walls, manipulating dream stuff to make things. You can augment like, oh, yeah, I brought a gun with me, and now this gun can blow through a brick wall. So it's very good for doing these, and they reference the Matrix, Vanilla Sky, X-Files, what dream, and the bibliography in here, even the list that Bruce put, the the, the list they, that Peter C. Spann made just was, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going, oh, God, I haven't heard of this movie in ages, and just, yeah, the Hellboy, Van Helsing, White Noise, Pan's Labyrinth, The Ring, The Cell, Silence of the Lambs, What Dreams May Come, The Matrix, Dark City, that was another one. And just, they even have like mystical realms like the Kingdom of Malice and the Lost City of Rabian, where it's, oh no, you are in the dream realm and this is a concept known as a dream island where it's a collective... Um, 
area made by millions of dreamers that just like, let's say popular movies, let's say in this game, you'd have a lot of MCU and DC and their, you know, dream islands of popular media because it's so prevalent. Our brains will dream. Oh yeah. I was dreaming. I was a superhero. And all of a sudden you get billions of people dreaming this and these dream islands become real. And one of them is a fantasy realm. Oh, there's the princess and she's lost the heartstone. So no, Dreamwalker is my go-to for doing dreamscapes in OGL D20. Because it's D20 monitor, you can translate it to Pathfinder First Edition. And yeah, um, and they give you prestige classes. You can be a researcher, or you can be a government agent who works for one of these things, or you could be a um their big bads are known as brood spawn. You have the brood queen, which usually kicks out little brood spawns and they either adopt personas in the dream like you're an amusement park and yeah that brood spawn over there is the kind of scruffy looking ferris wheel operator or you have brood kings who can manipulate the real world and they're they're sort of like yeah i'm the the fat guy smoking a cigar running this burger joint that people go in and eat the burgers and then they'll go and, you know, commit crimes because they put some weird dream chemical in the meat. So, I mean, they really have good campaign models to go back and forth and just like, um, yeah, it's, I, I actually, in the Second World Sourcebook, they have all the warden powers and I they have a dream warden. I use this because I don't like the dream warden uh, archetype that they have in Second World Sourcebook. So, yeah, that's another good role-playing game, and it would fit in. You can use it for Fringeworthy OGL, Bureau 13 OGL. Heck, you could have a Bureau 13 Dream Division using these rules. And as I said, the only one that's out right now that looked, it's the Diceless version on uh, DriveThroughRPG.com. It's $5.99. But if you go dig around out there in the ether of the Internet, you might find the Dreamwalker Revised for D20 Modern. And just, yeah, so it it's, they they dig deep into how to make dream worlds, the what they call when you complete the dream, and I'm probably going to mess up this French word, denouement, D-E-N-O-U-E-M-E-N-T. Mm-hmm. It means the mm-hmm. end of the dream, your objective. What was that? So, yeah, that, that's about, sounds about right, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I apologize if I did murder the French language for our French-speaking listeners out there. Yeah, the, no, the, get... the denouement comes after the climax. It's yeah, basically, as you say, it's you know when you pull everything together and you end the dream. You well, you yeah, end the um, story. Yeah, um, the way that they usually do these is if for the Project Dreamwalker, where oh yeah, I've been having these horrible dreams. I want to go to dream therapy, and then your Dreamwalkers go in, and I'll use the amusement park example. Even though the guy is in his 40s, he still has this dream. He was so afraid to ride this one Ferris wheel. And in the dream, it's because the Brood Kings, the more they get their claws into your psyche, the more, you know, neurotic and eventually you could have. And they list how to have insanities in, in D20 Modern. So let's say this dream's been bugging you for 40 years and now you're not sleeping. You're addicted to, you know, cigarettes and booze. And you go in, okay, I want to do dream therapy and your team is dreamwalkers going in. And so you're there and you see this little eight-year-old boy and you just know instinctively that's the patient. And through research, you realize, oh, his denouement is getting on that, that, that Ferris wheel. 
And so you're going to have the brood spawn being, you know, the 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 scruffy looking Ferris wheel operator who's going to die. You're too young, kid. Get out of here. Or or cops that are in the park or rude patrons. And they're all going to they're going to realize being, quote, the unreal. And you have powers where you could even possess the unreal or even possess the dreamer to help him go get to his denouement. So you're having dream combat and you can't have too much because it'll, you know, shock the dreamer and wake him up and it could cause him problems. But if you keep it on the low key and it involves role playing, you can sit there and get this kid on the Ferris wheel. And once he has fun and he's cheering the eight-year-old boy, dream energy is released and they have these things called mana points so you can manipulate the powers and you can get your mana points. You can get your mojo back by helping this the dreamer get through his denouement. So they set up dream and they set up astral blights where the you know oh you step through this area and all of a sudden you're dealing with this brood king and when people are here it makes them act weird and when they leave it they don't remember and so they go to various types of dream travel and dream instances and the dream islands are you know the collective consciousness all forms it and just know. Um, I got the copy free, so yeah, the Dreamwalker revised. It was a free copy. I forget where I got it, but yeah, there is a five ninety nine one system agnostic. It's it's yeah, Dreamwalker diceless role playing in the land of dreams. I recommend that for using dreamscapes for, especially if you're doing OGL, you know, all the stuff that connects to it. I recommend that. And just Bruce's though, I do like that one. Because it adds in that if you have different insanities, you're going to see things differently and you're not going to always mesh with the other people. I like that concept because that really brings out the role playing. Okay. I really do like your version there. Just All right. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, you you kind of like went like way over what I was trying to do here, which is, you know, kind of like, I kind of wish you would have saved that for the end because you, you have a really sorry. good supplement there for this, okay? Because now I wanted to actually talk about, you know, constructing, you know, a game with a, uh, uh, you know, with a dreamscape in it, okay? Yeah. Because we, we gave them a bunch of examples, you know, and how they can differ from each other. So, you know, now we, I wanted to just, you know, kind of pull it together and say, all right, you want to construct a dream world, this is what you have to consider. Okay, so the very first thing is who controls the dream? Okay, is it some outside entity? Like, you know, uh, the whether it be the computer or it could be just, you know, some kind of, you know, uh, uh, some... Aligned some, spirit. Well, it could right. just be, like I say, a, a, a spirit that basically has... You know, uh, uh, taken over, you know, like a, a dreaming, you know, Cthulian monster, or whatever, uh, has, you know, has basically woken up enough that everybody is now, you know, has been caught into their dream and are yeah. now living within that dream. So, you know, that, so, uh, and, and that, that entity could have an avatar in the dream itself. Okay. Uh, and it could do this consciously as in it's trying to pull everybody into its dream world, into its reality that it's constructing, okay? Or it could actually be unconsciously done. Literally, it's dreaming and you just, because you have a mind, because you can dream, then you enter into its dream as well, 
just you know you're in and it, and it could not be the entire planet it could be just a certain section you know this one you know this this now this one country is you know you it looks like normal but once you you cross some boundary suddenly you know it, and there could be like this I don't know. Uh, this, this line of people laying on the ground asleep, <laughs> surrounding this large area of ground, and the center of which is is this 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 dreaming creature. And everyone's like, "Well, you know, should we like drop a nuke in the in, in the geographical center of this and hope we take it out, whatever it is?" Well, if we do that, you know, is everyone who's like sleeping now going to die? You know, it's uh, so that's you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, is it you know what's controlling the dream you know and so that's the possibility of an outside entity you know creating a dream world that you that basically everybody is now interacting in the second possibility is that it's the players themselves the players together are creating that dream world okay what and you know it, it's with whatever you know it, their idea of what reality is okay you know and of course if you're a bunch of if you're people who have come from very different backgrounds, especially, you know, I mean, if you, your Aborigine in the outback, you know, versus your, a, uh, a mathematician, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a cosmology like yeah, yeah, versus, uh, somebody who's crazy. You know, they don't have any psychic powers, but they're crazy in some way. They've got some hidden psychosis that they haven't talked about. Put them all together. What's the what's the dreamscape now? You know, so uh, the, yeah. the GM can have an awful lot of fun going and saying, okay, ba constructing all these things based upon, you know, but essentially there has to be a baseline, you know, well... One of the possibilities, there's just a, a baseline that everybody's living in. And I think that most GMs are going to do that because otherwise you're on Ship of Fools where everybody could be in a different reality and that's a hell of a lot of work. So I, I'm saying is that I think there are probably, if, you, if, you, if it's being done by the players themselves, then it's going to have to have some kind of commonality or at least it's, it's a world which is been informed by all these people but yeah there's still going to be some basic stuff it's going to be probably the world in which you imagine you know the world is a modern day unless somebody is like really powerful in which case yeah maybe it's a fantasy maybe it's a, a medieval fantasy or a s spaceship kind of thing and that's being caused by that contribution of that person you know and they may or may not be aware that they did it Okay, it may it may be uh, psych, you know, unconscious, like I say. Uh, yeah. So the dream may be an aggregate, or the dr the dream might depend upon who whose will is ascendant. You know, who's the most motivated in this dream? Okay. Suddenly, the dream changes to align more along what they want to do. You know, and so that's I'm saying. So who controls the dream is 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 a probably the most basic question you have to answer okay and that informs what the dream actually is going to look at look like okay so uh jonathan what's the second uh thing that you have to consider uh outside of next after who controls the dream is um like your players themselves what kind of abilities do they have in this dream how do they fit in it? How are they getting in it? Okay. Well, 
Okay, I, I was hoping you were going to follow my my outline. Okay. <laughs> well, then if well, uh, okay, but then the next thing would be then how yeah, big is the yeah. Grand? I mean, what's what's the you know what is the scope of the game you're going to play? You know, are you are you know, are you playing you know a, a very small adventure where it's just a room or a couple of rooms and all you have to deal with is that or is there more information coming in is is are you traveling over hundreds of miles i mean how big of a of a landscape do you do you want you, know, you as the gm want to create in this adventure okay and um you know and and the third thing i had in there was is that it's it's used in a lot of reality that the, a dream world is actually a parareality bubble that's created for the purpose of of beings, you know, in that reality to fight each other, and it doesn't damage the world around them. Why am I reminded of the Persona games, especially Persona? Persona is five. one example. Uh, there's a couple of other oh, ones yeah. where literally these are beings from, uh, uh, um, you know, from other realities, and they're using you know Earth as a battlefield and um, and you know and and, and some of them are there to protect humans, and some are there to to uh, feed off of the humans, and so they they, they do this as, as a means of, of stopping that. There's lots and lots of, of uh, you know basically uh, magic using types of things where they create a a, bu a paradigm bubble reality where you know the rules of reality inside the bubble are usually like well you can't kill each other, but you know and all damage is psychic rather than actually physical. You know, stuff like so the whole concept of the psychic right, duel. right, yeah. So, you know, okay, uh, but yeah, I mean, you once you, you, you've established how big is the dream and who controls the dream, then you basically, you know, it's, you're, you're saying, okay, this is the dream, and therefore, you, as you said, Jonathan, what are your abilities in the dream? Are you, you know, that, because like we said before, you are your abilities, um, something that. Uh, you know, can the dream be altered? You know, do you uh, do you have the ability to change the reality of the dream? Do you have, you know, do you have powers in the dream? You know, it'd be, uh, do you you know, do you, you have weapons? Do you have psychic abilities? Do you have uh, magical abilities? Because you know you're now all mages. Is it like a D and D thing where you've got all the different classes and such? Those are all things that could be part of the dream that the GM. And in many cases, and 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 you could argue that of course any D and D game is very much of a dream world because of that kind of thing. So you know, but if you can never leave it, then you know it may be a dream, dream world, but it's really the reality, all the realities you have left, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So what else? Hmm. Um, I would say the rules of that dreamscape and the fact that they are probably very different than reality. That. You can do this, but not this in the real world. And if so, can you? Are they these rules? Um, what's the word? Um, malleable. Are you able to manipulate said rules like gravity and time and physics? And yeah, yeah. Do you? Or or they they run along the same lines because that's what the person who's creating the dream 
That's yeah. what they know. Can you get exhausted in a dream? You know, is yeah. there is there actually energy of some kind to be expended so that you know? Because I mean, just do people fall asleep in a dream? <laughs> you know, do you do you have to take naps? You know. <laughs> It's like, I mean, it, it, that's wow. That's the type of stuff that breaks. Yeah, that's time. part. I mean, yeah. that's kind of part of the reality. Does someone always have to remain awake? Otherwise, everybody falls asleep and nobody ever could wake up again. That would that would be a very you know, and the GM then gets to mess with the person who's all alone awake. Who's awake? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you actually know who you are when you're in the dream? You have an alternate persona. That you, you know, like you mentioned persona, you know, when you're in the dream world, you know, yeah. are you the same person that you were outside the dream or are you, you know, more aggressive, uh, more timid, uh, bigger, taller? You know, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it is, uh, do you become your true self or does ever? Or, at least yeah, or is everything about self. you magnified? So, you know, if you're, you know, is every fear, everything, you, know, you become, if you're a confident person, do you become, you know, a, a, a braggart? You know, if you're a loyal person, do you become yeah. obstinate? If you're a loving person, do you become, you know, a sex maniac? <laughs> I mean, those are those are some of the things that the GM can build into that dream world. It can amplify uh, everything about you, you know, uh, the various characters. So, uh, and of course, uh, probably, you know, it, probably one of the biggest things that you need to be able to do is you need to know that you are in a dream. I mean, if, if it's an obvious transition into it, then I don't think that's a problem. But in a lot of these cases that we talked about, suddenly you're in the dream you didn't know you were, like when they're being abducted by Freddy or other things. They, they're they they're surrounded by the same room yeah. that they were in before, but now they're in the dream and Freddy is, you know, is, is coming for them. And they have to realize that they're in the dream uh, if they want to have any chance of preparing or taking action. You know, so that's... Uh, you know, so, uh, so some of the tells, you know, and we covered this a lot, by the way, in episode 48 yeah. and 49. Uh, but uh, there, if you're in the dream, that there's something you personally want or are afraid of exists and is focused on you. You should, you should see things becoming more extreme in regards to your own personal uh, psychological landscape. You know, there might be discontinuities, like, you know, you, uh, you know, doors don't go to where they're supposed to, or you, uh, uh, you know, you want to get outside the building, you open the door and walk through and suddenly you're outside the building, or maybe hours go by and, you know, and you don't know why. You just know that hey, let's wait till so and so gets here for dinner, and then suddenly it's yeah, dinner, and, and yeah. it wasn't things like that. Noon. Because you know, it... I'm kind of reminded of the stuff in Star Trek Generations with how the Nexus worked. 
The car goes upstairs into a room. Next thing you know, he's in a horse stable. Okay. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. And because yeah. in real dreams, you know, a lot of times there's these discontinuities. I mean, you know, you 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 need you need to get somewhere in your dream because you want to resolve something. Suddenly you're there, and generally speaking, you don't find that a problem. You don't find it not making sense. But other people, if you're there with more people, they may suddenly go, uh, "How did that just happen?" So that would be ways of telling, you know, that you're in a, in a dream world because these kinds of discontinuities happen. Okay, and yeah. of course, you know, uh, like the you know, like the first thing, you know, people might react to you differently than in re in real life. You know, all of a sudden you're the the life of the party, and and everybody thinks of you as this drab, you know, uh, uh, Walter Mitty type. And because you always want, you always think of yourself as having all these things, but I never can say it. I always have all these things to say, but but uh, the words always come to me ten minutes later. But in your dream, maybe you know, or maybe they don't. They're willing to wait. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, you might have some changes to your own body. Maybe you're taller. Maybe you're stronger. You know, maybe you're strong in the dream, but you physically look the same. It's like, why am how am I picking up this car when I'm just me? So you have to know you're in a dream to take any real actions. Otherwise, you know, you're well, you know, you're you're it's as a role playing experience, I don't think you'd be having much fun. I think you have to be in on the joke, so to speak, right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I guess the, the the most important thing is is that the dream has to have a purpose. Yeah, the denouement I mentioned. Yeah, the ride the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Right. You're. Yeah. I mean, the the you're you're playing a role playing game. You're on an adventure, but the adventure has to have a goal. It has to have a place to go. It's just like in Fringeworthy. It's not a travel log. Okay, it's not about the GM saying, "Oh, and everything, and, and everyone's head is turned into a golden uh, uh, gumdrop." Isn't that fun? <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? You know, does, is that keeping us from doing what we're trying to do? And what are we trying to do again? <laughs> Sound like my players. <laughs> and why is Joe trying to nibble on my ear? What it tastes good. Don't judge me. Yeah. It's it's lemony with a hint of, of vanilla. <laughs> You're like, like awkward, you know. get off me. Yeah. And suddenly you realize that, you know, Jeremy has a tongue the size of a, you know, a, a kudzu oh, leaf. <laughs> it's like because of course, you know, he's he's trying to enjoy that. The dream is amplifying it, you know. So yeah, things like that. So yeah, there has to be a, a you know, a, there really has to be a story here. There, you, know, you have to have somewhere you're trying to get to, something you're trying to do, some goal, some, you know, you're trying to destroy the, uh, you know, the, the, the demon. You're trying to uh, help, you know, uh, probably one of the hardest things to do is probably if you're, you're, you're essentially doing time travel where you're revisiting uh, a, uh, trying to redeem a mistake. Yeah. One of your part, one of the party members there, um, you know, they, they, they made a mistake and you're trying to help them get resolution for that so they can move forward because otherwise their character is always going, is, is, 
is always going to be limited by that. Um, you know, or an NPC, you know, because a lot of times there's NPCs in these dreams that you're trying to shepherd along, uh, protect, and um, yet at the same time, you know, the story can't, you know, might be about them, but ultimately it has to be about your characters. So, you know, that that's that's where, you know, the GM has to really understand care. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know any way of getting around, uh, without making it into, like, say, a video game, I don't know any way of getting around the, the fact that ultimately this is a psychological um, uh, odyssey that you're engaging in, and ultimately it has to be something that reveals something about your own your own characters okay uh, so, and and hopefully gains you some benefit you know either the removal of uh, if we're like playing savage worlds a removal of a of a flaw or maybe a gaining uh, a, 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 a an ace a, a, a you know some benefit like that maybe allowing you to, to uh, re, you know uh, change classes if suddenly you wanted to do that you know uh, maybe transforming some of your abilities to other things maybe he's literally forgetting something that's been a problem to your character you know I made a mistake and I can I can't un undo it but maybe in the dream you could be if you if you you know come to some kind of a decision, you're going to be able to forget. The player, of course, won't, but you can have your character forget that they did that and be able to move forward without that holding them back. So you know, ultimately, it's got to be some kind of revelation, uh, transform transformative episode, because you know that's because dreams in reality are basically the garbage collections of our of our minds. It's your mind trying to subconsciously work on issues and problems that you have that your conscious mind either doesn't want to touch or just doesn't have the time for. And it throws in like, yeah, this newspaper I saw when I was a kid of the Tigers winning the World Series, but I'm driving on the freeway and trying to get to, you know, my date, you know, and all of a sudden I see this paper ball blind. It's, why is there a paper from 1984 with Kirk Gibson jumping in triumph? And it's a dream, and it just pulls stuff you've perceived all your life and throws it together and stirs the pot. Yeah. I think that's how you would construct a dream world, okay? And, um, it, it, you know, you, you have to know how big the dream is. You have to know who's creating the dream. You have to know what your, you know, uh, uh, what your abilities in the dream are. Uh, you have to know what it is you're trying to achieve, uh, what purpose is the dream? You have to know that you are in a dream, you know, which I think is pretty, pretty much the open, because otherwise you're just floundering, you know. So, and um, and if you have all that, you know, you can have a really good time because you know once you find out that if you have the ability to alter the dream, then you can do some crazy stuff, you know, things that aren't limited by you know, it means basically like unlimited wishes. And everybody always in D&D &D always wants unlimited wishes, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that doesn't sound like you guys are convinced. I'm not talking about the fact that you've got this this genie that's going to screw you 
over for every wish you make. Okay. Oh, no, that, I'm the GM. That's my job. I, as I said, I've had my players stop a game for 20 minutes because they had a ring of three wishes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that always yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, the, and the, especially in the early days when we didn't really know what wishes yeah. could do. You know, now, of course, it's, be, it's become kind of like, oh, well, you can you know, do the equivalent of a, a level seven spell. <laughs> like, oh, teleport. Wow, how yeah, exciting. Yeah, broken down and defined it a lot more with wish and limited wish and yeah. But I, I always liked it more as an ultra reality spell because, you know, then you could you could do all kinds of crazy stuff. But, you know, it's... Uh, I know the GM doesn't want you to ruin their campaign worlds. <laughs> you know? Well, we can, that's a whole other topic about wishes. <laughs> And and when and when I uh, you know when I stopped my uh, uh, Bureau Thirteen game because essentially this godlike creature destroyed the planet, you know the players are like, well wait a second I mean shouldn't there have been like things in place to keep that from happening? And that's when you just give the players that look like yeah you all yeah 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 you. It says, no, no, I mean, why did God let this happen? You know, the big G, you know, the Jehovah and stuff like that. He says, maybe he's okay with it. And they're all like, what? Why would God be okay with the entire world being destroyed? Doesn't he have, like, things to do? He says, well, maybe he can wait. <laughs> maybe it's not, you know, uh, you know, there's no world called Gog and Magog. Maybe in the next iteration, after everything's built up again, Gog and Regog will exist, and uh, so forth, you know, and um, and they're all like, ah, oh, you know, they they were they were very disappointed. They thought that I was gonna pull an ex Deus Machina yeah. and just basically, you know, put it back the way it was. It was all a dream, and I have done that intentionally. Okay, where the whole point of it was for them to realize that, you know, they were that they were in alternate reality and they needed to do something in order to reset it back to the way it should be. And, you know, I literally, you know, <laughs> I literally told them what to do in the first five minutes of the game. And then in the narrative, all these things happened. They went and did all this stuff and all this stuff. They're like, I don't know. We have no control. You know, this is, you know, we're stuck here and, and it sucks and all this stuff like that. And I said, really, there's nothing you can do. And they're like, no, there's nothing you can do. He says, what were you told to do? Uh, we were supposed to um, uh, uh, turn, flip the switch, uh, wait 30 seconds see what happens, and then turn it off. And I'm like, have you turned it off? We, well, well, sure we did. I said, I, no one said they were turning it off. As far as I know, that switch is still flipped in the up position and all these things that have happened, you've got your RV over there, you know, and it's, and all these things have happened and you, you feel totally out of control and you haven't followed your instructions. And they go back and they, they they run back and they get into the RV. They flip the switch down and everything goes back the way it was. And everyone's like, saying, what happened to you guys? You, we haven't heard from you. <laughs> that was, so that, that was the closest I've done to an ex Machina, you know, like that. So it's just, 
They loved the adventure, by the way. I mean, once they realized they weren't stuck with it. Once they realized they had the out. Yeah, once they had the out. And I and the thing was is that I'd always planned on them having that out, you know, versus, you know, them wanting an XD as Machida, a do-over or whatever. Okay. So, uh, again, the name of that supplement you were uh, uh, saying would be really good for helping design the Dream World? Dreamwalker Revised. Well, the one for that you can get is Dreamwalker, Diceless Role-Playing in the Land of Dreams from Pressus. It's like precise without the E at the end. So Pressus Intermedia, written by Peter C. Span, S-P-A-H-N, 599 Drive-Thru RPG. All right. Okay. Well, you guys should buy that, and I guess I will too. I'll put it on my, I'll put it on my, uh, my, my gift list for someone yeah. to buy for me next Christmas. So we hope you won't wait till next Christmas to try this out. Uh, we hope that uh, you've been like uh, following all of our suggestions and all 600 episodes and, <laughs> and uh, having all these amazing campaigns. But, you know, uh, if you all can't do it, I hope that at least a couple of you did. And we'll, we'll be looking forward to hearing you in our uh, Facebook group, uh, fans of uh, Gaby on the Frontier. Uh, and telling us what you did with this and whether, you know, and, and, and what was the issues that you ran into and how you made it awesome. Because this is all about making your game awesome. And Dream Worlds can do that. So we'll have more for you next week, but you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. You can listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on DementiaRadio.org. Also, the Professor and I are each now on Twitch. For me, it's twitch.tv slash trav31369, Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with campaign notes. The Professor is at twitch.tv slash Professor Pixie. Please check her page for time and date.